Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Praise God. It's great to be back with you folks. Here we are. We're going through the book of Psalms. I'm excited about that. Still with me uh, on this Wednesday morning is my friend, my co-host, and uh, uh, Stephanie Wesco. So, Stephanie, how are you today? Good morning, Doug. I am doing very well, thank you. Well, you know, that's like the most uh, non-unique answer you've ever given. That's just, uh, uh, that's just, hey, I'm doing okay. Usually you add something to that, so I'm kind of proud of that. I mean... You're doing very well, thank you. That's weird, uh, but anyway, I'm I'm, I'm 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 really glad about that. I'm doing pretty well too, thank you. So, all right. So, uh, Stephanie's doing pretty well today, folks. But here we are. We're on Psalm number ninety-two. So, and uh, what a great way yesterday finishing with the "Fear Not, My Child." What a great song. And and here we are here in verse number nine through fifteen. We're going to talk through this, share some more stuff with you. And uh, it says, For lo, thine enemies, O Lord, for lo, thine enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. But my horn shall thou exalt like the horn of a unicorn. I shall be anointed with fresh oil. Mine eye also shall see my desire. Mine enemies and my ears shall hear my desire of the wicked that rise up against thee. The righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Those that be planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall bring forth fruit in old age. They shall be fat and flourishing. So we get to be fat in old age, Stephanie. You can be as fat as you want. To show the Lord is upright. He is my rock, and there is no unrighteousness in him. So I said that to Stephanie. Stephanie's not at all fat. She got all skinny on us. You guys I am know. not skinny. If she if she turned sideways, I'm not sure if we'd see her anymore. Oh, that is so not true. <laughs> I try it every morning, and the fat me is still there. You you turn sideways <laughs> and look in that mirror, and you're still seeing yourself. Yep, most definitely. Yeah, well, me too. So we're in this together. <laughs> Doug is the skinny dude here. I did lose some weight. Yeah, I did lose some weight. But here we are in verse 9, and it says, For lo, thine enemies, O Lord, for lo, thine enemies shall perish, and all the workers of inequity shall be scattered. So there comes a day, Stephanie. This is what I'm getting out of this. I want to hear your thought on this. It's a reminder of God that these people who are messing with us right now, that these enemies of God, these people killing babies, these people doing all these things, they're going to perish. They're going to go, you know, to another place. We're not going to see them in heaven. God's got that covered. I mean, is that what you're getting there? Yes, I think this this is a it's it's comforting um, to know that nothing that is happening, nothing that workers of iniquity are seeking to do is escaping God. And I think of that verse we talked about it in Psalm ninety one, but um, the whole concept of standing still and seeing the salvation of the Lord, remembering that vengeance is mine, I will repay. 
um, that's what I see when I read this, that God sees, God knows. And, um, you know, there's a sense in which God vindicates us. And um, Charles from heaven, I think, saw his vindication. I think he saw in his, I, I, I think God kept his promise to Charles that Charles knows the Lord vindicated him, that things that had been, that people who hated him and sought, you know, sought to destroy his reputation or sought to destroy him by spreading rumors about him. And God vindicated him. And I think he saw that because God makes a promise here that you'll see. People, and people were jealous of Charles. I think it's important that we tell folks kind of a little bit about what's going on. There were people on this earth that were jealous of Charles. And, uh, and that happens. People are jealous of us. The people are jealous of Stephanie. She doesn't get it. I have to explain to her. It's because they're jealous. She says, of what? But there are people in this world who are lousy. They're knuckleheads. They're freaks. They're no good. But God says there's going to be a time. And, and you know what? Uh, I, you know what the greatest thing about Charles going to heaven is? And there's not a lot of good for Stephanie in this, obviously, or eight kids other than Charles is in heaven. But the greatest thing was all that pain, Stephanie. All that stuff that was coiled mm -hmm. up inside him about people lying, people cheating, people wanting to make him look bad, all that's gone. Yeah. And that yep. he became this greatest missionary martyr of our generation. That must freak out the haters that tried to say bad things or do bad things. Can you imagine how they must feel? Yeah. Here's this guy who became the greatest missionary martyr of our generation, and they're saying, man, we picked on him. Well, God's yeah. not, God doesn't like that. And, folks, can I tell you something? In your life, you may be going through junk right now. There's people, even family members, that stink. Can I be up front with you? There are people in this world that are sinners. Some of them aren't saved. Some who say they're saved aren't saved. Trust me. Trust me on that. There are some out there that just want to look cool, be cool, be the one, and they'll do it at anyone else's expense. And, yeah. uh, and, and I think that's kind of what that verse is talking about there, Stephanie. And look at verse 10. It says, but my horn shall thou exhort like the horn of a unicorn. I shall be anointed with fresh oil. So Stephanie's daughter, Emmy, asked me the toughest questions I've ever had in my life. She asked me questions all the time about the Bible when I'm ever at Stephanie's house. And this time, I think Debbie and I got to go out alone somewhere with Emmy this time because she doesn't have to do school like the other kids. Sometimes we'll take her. But she asks us the toughest questions sometimes. One of the things she said to me, she said, are unicorns real? Now, the tougher questions were, why did my daddy die? Things of that nature. You know, why would God let that happen? As, and by the way, she was asking me those questions as a three-year-old. Now she's four going on five on uh, June 23rd. So uh, so there's a birthday next week, which is Joseph Wesco. And then there's a birthday May 7th, which is Stephanie Wesco. Then there's a birthday of Emmeline Wesco on the 23rd mm -hmm. of June. But... But I think, you know, when we look at this, she asked me, she said, is there such thing as unicorns? There was. They're in the Bible. I believe yep. every word. And I shall be anointed with fresh oil. So what does that anointing with fresh oil mean? Wow. I think this is a beautiful, um, it immediately takes me back to Psalm 23. Yeah. Where David said, thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. And oil is a picture of the Holy Spirit in the Bible. And it's also a picture of healing. Yeah. And in this case, I see both. <laughs> um, I see the Holy Spirit is that healer. He is that where he speaks healing to us through God's word. Um, 
he helps us when nothing else can. Yeah. And that sense right. in which God knows when our hearts are wounded, God knows when our lives have been um, messed over. And right in the middle of, of it talking about God dealing with, with the enemies of his people, it says, you know, you're going to exalt my horn like the horn of a unicorn. In other words, you're going to do something supernatural, something that's out of out of the norm. And then he says, um, I shall be anointed with fresh oil. In other words, God, you're going to do, you're going to vindicate me. You're going to take care of me. You're going to be my healer. And I think there's a sense in which I just love, I love with our, with the ministry, the Lord's called us to do with wounded spirits Yeah, that we get to have be a little part of God's plan in prayerfully helping anoint hurting people with that fresh oil of being that representation of God's love of continuing that ministry that Jesus had of, of he came to give sight to the blind, to give um, hearing to those that were deaf, to, to help those that were lame, to be able to walk again. He even brought, we can't bring people back from the dead, but when we see a soul be saved, that is life. That is God getting to be a part of God's plan. And this is God's plan for his church is to be his representation to the world, to be that oil. Yeah. The Holy Spirit lives in us. It is the Holy Spirit should be being seen through our lives. And we need to share it. Yeah. Yes. Yes. We should be conduits of Jesus Christ to hurting people. And that's, that's a beautiful thing I see coming out of verse 10. I do too. And look at the contrast here between 11 and 12. It says, mine eye also shall see my desire on my enemies and my ears shall hear my desire of the wicked and rise up against thee. But then it says the righteous, excuse me, shall flourish like a palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Lebanon. So it's talking about my eyes shall see the desire on my enemies and my ears should heal my desire of the wicked that rise up against me. But then it's almost that word buts there, the righteous shall flourish. Mm. So we got this enemy that we know what's going on. We can hear him, we can see him and all that, but don't worry because the righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. And the righteous are going to grow like a cedar in Lebanon. And we've talked about that in previous podcasts, how cedars in Lebanon grow. Remember, they were trying to knock them down. They're huge trees. We get a lot of our cedar wood that we put in our sauna baths and things of that. And Man, I need my own pool and sauna and stuff at my house, Stephanie. I I don't have room for them. But I definitely need a full-time jacuzzi there. You know what I mean? (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Something I can just walk out and plop down in. I need an outdoor TV, you know, about a 75-inch one. Man, yeah. No, you don't. All right, all right, all right. But those that be planted in the house of the Lord, Stephanie, shall flourish in the courts of our God. So how is somebody planted in the house of the Lord? How does that happen? Wow. I think um, there's a sense in which we, you know, in this day and age, we were dealing with the tabernacle than the temple. Um, but being... <sighs> It's a beautiful analogy. David talks um, in another psalm about one thing if I desired of the Lord, that will I seek after that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. And I think in there, they couldn't, you know, we have the Holy Spirit that lives in us. In this day, you had to go to the tabernacle. You had to go to the temple to quote unquote be in God's presence 
that is where you went with God. That's where you um, brought your tithes, your offerings. You know, they had the burnt offerings, the whole, um, the law, the Pentateuch, that Leviticus that laid out all of those sacrifices for different things. And that's what, that was where God's presence was um, located, was in the temple, was in the tabernacle. To put this in our day and age where we live now, when I think of being planted in the house of the Lord and hence flourishing, I think I think of the of Psalm one where it talks about blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night, and he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. And that's what I think of when I read this verse, is that sense of we are planted in God's word. We are planted in a, in a desire, in a surrender to be a living sacrifice. We are planted in being surrendered to being transformed into the image of Christ and where we are not conformed to this world, where we are not hanging out with the counsel of the ungodly. And sad to say, in this day and age, that counsel of the ungodly may include wolves in sheep's clothing. It may include people who on the outside are great, but inwardly are ravening wolves. And get away from those people. Make your companions, make your friends, make those you hang out with, those who love the law of the Lord, those who themselves are planted in Christ, those who are seeking to walk with him because you will become like your companions. And so this being planted is this idea of, you know, when you're planted, you have multiple roots. It's not just one root that's in one place. And obviously our main root has to be in the word of God, being grounded in him in a relationship with him. But I think this idea of being planted involves being in a good church spending time with the Lord on a daily basis, having godly friends, having a root system, so to speak, for your Christian life, that obviously the, the main branch, uh, the main vine is Jesus Christ, Amen. is his Holy Spirit. But yeah. then having your root system grounded in living water, grounded in a church where you're going to be fed the word of God and friends that are going to encourage you in your walk with the Lord. Yeah. And that's where we need to be. We need to be living in those courts. Everything Stephanie just said, we need to be, it needs to be about God. Our lives need to be about God. It's going to flourish. The Holy Spirit of God is going to flourish to us. It's doing those right things, doing those things that Stephanie just pointed out. And then look at these last two verses, Stephanie. It said, they shall still bring forth fruit in old age, and they shall be fat and flourishing. To show, then the Lord is upright. He is my rock. And there is no unrighteousness in him. So if we do those things, if we're living in the courts of God, if we're trusting God, if we make it all about God, we're going to flourish in our old age. There's going to be fruit that's still growing out of us. And then we're going to show, and, and that's going to show that the Lord is upright. That he's our rock. Mm -hmm. That's a pretty big deal, I think, right there. It's you a know, huge deal. Is showing that God is our God, no matter how old we are, no matter what we're going through. And hey, listen, Stephanie, you know this as well as I do. People are always going to be bad mouthing us, saying things about us, trying to derail us, trying to mess up our ministry, trying to go up there. That was a weird noise that just came out of you. 
again, you're moving things around on me. Are you moving around or is that this side? No, that is my stomach saying it is time to eat something, but I wanted to get through this podcast. <laughs> Folks, let me tell you, if you have a stomach that makes a noise like that, I'm telling you, you're hungry. Anyway, so I'm sorry. <laughs> so people, um, anyway, going back to the podcast, uh, being serious, bringing fruit, even when we're old. But anyway, people are people, or hungry. Or hungry. People are going to badmouth us. People are gonna, it reminds me of this guy. So this guy. Stephanie, this man I know, he goes to a business and this man has a parrot inside the business. And this man walks in to do some shopping and stuff and the parrot looks at him and says, you're a punk. And the guy's like, I can't believe that. He finishes up his shop and he leaves. Has to go back and get more the next day. So he goes back the next day, he sees the parrot. The parrot looks at him and says, you're a punk. And the guy said, I can't believe this. I'm not coming back here. And he just goes storming out. A couple days later, the only place he could get this particular party needed was back where that parrot was at. So he goes back on the third day, and the parrot looks at him and says, you're a punk. And the guy said, that's it. So he goes, and he finds the owner of the business. He said, every time I walk in here, your parrot says, I'm a punk, and I can't take it anymore. I don't want to come here. I don't want to buy anything else. And this is kind of like what people say about us and do to us, you know. And so, sure enough, the owner goes over, and I mean, he scolds the parrot. He's over there talking to him and stuff. The guy's smiling. He comes back the next day. He walks into business. He looks at the parrot, and the parrot goes, you know. (laughs) Yeah, that is wrong. That is so wrong. (laughs) But can I tell you something, friends? Those people who are saying, you know, those people who are saying you're a punk, those people who are saying you're no good, those people who are defiling God, can I tell you, we're coming out on the other side we have a victory. Mm-hmm. We're coming out on the other side. There's a light from heaven that goes through us. Things are starting to happen. Things are making a difference. And and uh, let me tell you, we got to trust God. This psalm talks about a lot of things, Stephanie. And uh, But I, I like where we're going. I like where it went. I like in the beginning talking about our love and kindness that comes from God. Uh, bonding instrument, the psaltery, making a solemn sound and doing those things for God. The Lord has made us glad through his work. And a fool doesn't understand what we're going through. A fool doesn't understand what this is all about. A fool doesn't understand what it's like to serve God. So you may live with somebody, somebody you love, someone you care about, may not get it, and they're bothering you. And uh, But you just got to keep trusting God, serving and making noise on the God. You know, some people can come around. And I'm not talking about lifestyle evangelists. I'm talking about confrontational, say, I worship God. Let me tell you why, and let me tell you what God can do for you. And then we get to that place where it starts talking about our enemies, and our enemies are going to perish, Stephanie, and the, the horn of the unicorn there, all these things. We're going to be strong as a cedar. Uh, we're going to go on. We're going to we're going to be planted in the house of God. Man, I want to be that guy. Mm. I want to be making a difference that's so special that the house of God knows it. I want to be that guy. Yeah. So, again, we have about a minute here, Stephanie. So wrap this puppy up for us. What are you thinking? Well, I see at the end of the psalm um, a promise that if you are planted, if you've chosen to plant your life throughout your life, if you've chosen to plant your spiritual life in God, in his word, in that, in that godly well-watered root system, he makes a promise that they shall still bring forth fruit in old age. They shall be fat and flourishing. In other words, you're going to see God, even when you're older, 
even maybe when you're weak physically, if that, if that spiritual root system is strong, God can give you the strength to be found faithful. And the purpose is to show that the Lord is upright. He is my rock and there is no unrighteousness in him. And that concept of finishing well is how this ends. And I think that's beautiful of as long as God gives us life, even in old age, when that root system has been being developed properly based on the right things to finish well and to be found faithful to the very end. And I think that's, that's what it's all about is, is staying, staying right with God, staying in his word, keeping, you know, put that fertilizer on, put that spiritual fertilizer on so that you'll be like that tree. That's always, no matter your age, planted by the rivers of water. Amen. Remember, we started this psalm by saying this is about the sovereignty of God. Make God first in your life. Be planted by the water. Be fruitful. Take fruitful in old age. We sure do love you. If you need anything, make sure you get a hold of us on help for wounded spirits. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at woundedspirits.com.